from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Not, that's not Cuban. That's not Cuban. My, it could be. Damn it. I don't know my whatever. All right, so I, I guess it's Miami. Is that what? Yeah. Oh, welcome to the pod, by the way. That was Argentinian. Uh, so, <laughs> what would I say for Miami? I don't know. <laughs> say hello to my little... I was going to say something inappropriate, but I'll, I'll let people get into this before I start doing that. Well, I think the, the two movies I think of the most when I think of Miami are... Um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. There you go. Which is Dan Marino was in that. Absolute classic. <laughs> absolute classic. That's one of those you have to watch anytime it's on. Yeah, laces out. Yes, laces <laughs> out. Um, and uh, whatever that drug movie was. Oh, that, Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. Right. That's pretty much it. Right. Nothing else. Not that I. I mean, LeBron. But in terms of movies, yeah, I can't think of any other. I'm sure there are many that are set in Miami, but. Well, I could have had a better intro than whatever I just did. I'm literally eating chips and salsa in a Mexican restaurant and then the little band with the thing comes over and says and makes that noise. So I don't know what I'm doing. Well and it doesn't feel like Miami. It's actually cold in the studio for once. It's like the first time ever. Yeah, it's overcast. It it's feel like Miami. Nice and cool outside. I like it. I like it. So Miami been keeping up. Oh by the way again, welcome to the Tennis <laughs> Revolution podcast. Hey, everybody. I tried to do my little song. It was a failure. <laughs> Uh, Corey, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. You've been hitting the courts? I have been, yes. We've had no rain for weeks here, so back in the routine. We're getting some soon, though, so. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I am, too, because maybe you'll watch some damn tennis for once. I have actually been watching some, too. That's what's been surprising. I've been teaching and playing and watching. That's all I do now. Well, you brought something to my attention that I hadn't thought about, but I completely agree with. I have no idea what round, what day. <laughs> the, 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 Everybody the they, I've talked to has said that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the way they schedule these two dumb tournaments, because they're not just a, a one-week deal. Right. And they're not but a they're not full-on. Yeah, it's not a full-on Grand Slam. And so, I mean, it's it's Sunday, and we're like, play, somebody's playing their first match of the week. Or yeah. something. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, Federer's played his first match on a Saturday of a tournament. And his last. That's right. By the way. Which makes no sense. Because normally in a Grand Slam, that's like the round of 16, or at least the right, third round. the middle Sunday, right. Um, I don't like it. No, I don't either. like it. Make the draws smaller or something, but let's not let's not do this mess. Well, and the buys. We already talked about how dumb that was anyway. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the buys. I don't like... It's harder to tell what round people are in. Well, I guess they have to do that to have less matches. Yeah, because they can't have the same amount as the Grand Slam for maybe some reason. I don't know. Just because it's not worth as many points, they right. I guess that. maybe, but if you're unseated and you win it, you just did right. Uh, yeah, they uh, yeah they got some work to do. I think uh, I don't think enough people at the ITF are listening <laughs> to uh, or the WTA and ATP are listening to the pod enough. Um, but yeah, yeah. I feel like the women's tournament is like winding down, and the men's is like barely started. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. It's been an interesting tournament. I will say that. I mean, I. We bitch about hardcore tournaments being just smack dab in the middle of where clay should be. Right. But 
there's still big tournaments at big facilities and soon to be bigger, apparently, Miami. <laughs> well, that's um, what kind of depresses me about this tournament. It's like, let's say Del Potro goes on to win two weeks in a row. He can't build off it because it's going to clay the next two months. Right. So it's like right. it's going to be – it means nothing in that regard. So it's kind of – there's no momentum to be built off these tournaments, which is kind of irritating. And speaking of clay, the king is not playing clay. Yeah. So what does that mean? Del Potro is the second best clay, <laughs> clay court player right. in the world for this uh, rotation. It really – I mean, with Nadal still being injured, it makes me wonder. It does make it, like you said, unpredictable, um, which I guess is exciting. But I'd like some continuity on the tour would be nice. Now listen, I, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor this point, <laughs> but I, uh, I watched a Jack sock. <laughs> oh, is he oh. in the tournament still? Holy hell! <laughs> I guess it's because it's second round. What a piece of shit he displayed. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I didn't even, and I'm not saying this to be funny. I actually didn't even know he was in the tournament. That's how brief his stint was, probably. Well, he, oh, my God. It, it was, I don't want him to not do well, and I don't want him to not play well. Yeah. He did well in terms of winning his match, but he looked like hell. They both looked like hell. It was not a pretty sight, and... It was it was just I was sitting there laughing and then kind of being a little puzzled and then laughing. I'm like, oh, this is just I don't even know what to make of it. It seems to make my point. He played uh Bambri, not oh, Bambi. Gosh. But the, but uh from India, Bambri. Yeah. And I always think Indonesia when I see that. I don't know. I guess there's not that many Indian Indian players anymore. Right? Not that there's that many Indonesian players yeah. either, but every time I see I and D on the thing, I think Indonesia. So anywho, so Miami uh, one thousand level, seven almost eight million dollars prize money, um, which is a lot. That is, um, and it's a weird ten day type or whatever day tournament. <laughs> so it starts day. all week. Is it eleven? Eleven and a half. I don't even know. Holy crap! If you um, count the qualifying. It's basically a two week tournament. Yeah. So the upside is is we get to see tennis, and the fact that you mentioned the women were sort of offset in their start, meant man, we got to see women's tennis on the Tennis Channel. Holy right. hell. Yeah, and just focus on that only for a day. Right. And there were some decent matches. There was some crap on the women's side, too, but there were some decent matches. Um, and some, uh, you know, some big names. Some big names back. I don't know if you heard. Uh-huh. Hint. Hint. Who am I talking about? Uh uh, Azarenka. Azarenka. <laughs> I don't know if you... That was good. I was going to say Maria. That was but, good. That um, was a pun. Yeah. That would, or something like that. Uh, yeah, Azarenka's back in and uh, hollering as usual. <laughs> was in. Yes, yes. But hollering as usual. And uh, no... Oh, yeah. She. Who did she lose to? Well, actually, she... I don't... Did she end up losing? She lost first set to Sevastova. I don't know if no, she... No, no, no. She won. Oh, she yep. came back and won the match. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, of course, because I have Sebastian on fantasy teams. Of course, you win. <laughs> Whoever you pick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, again, my theory on this pod is, you know, we don't dive into matches too much because who wants to hear that? You right. Know, you're, you're you've seeing, already seen it, potentially. You, yeah, you've seen all the scores. You've got every app and every everything to, to do all the scores. I think the overall picture is what matters more to me in terms right. of in terms of what these players are doing. In a big a big one we can talk about is Federer losing. Oh, definitely. So we are com continually looking, 
dare I say, hoping <laughs> for the torch to pass to somebody, right. please. Yeah. Please, Not Jack just Sock? by default, can somebody right. actually Exa- take it? Well, yeah, 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 exactly. That's, yeah, we don't want, you know. somebody's going to get it. Because here's what really is going to happen is he's not going to pass it. He's going to drop it. Right. Nobody will be able to pick it up, and he'll burn the whole place <laughs> down, and tennis will be dead forever. That's what I, I told somebody. I said, I, I told them how how disillusioned or discouraged I was by the next, you know, five to ten years of tennis. And they were like, what do you mean? There's so many great young players. And I'm like, great young players that have done nothing. So, I mean, everybody thinks there's great young players every year. But now listen, if you have two beginners – and you put them out on the court, and they're about the same level, about the same athletic ability, about the same competitive level, right. et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be competitive. Right. There will be high drama yes. because every point can go either way and whatever. However, <laughs> <laughs> the level of play yeah. will not be uh, very high. Now, I am not calling Jack Sokka beginner, okay? <laughs> But I'm using him, again, as an example because, I mean, he's sort of, I mean, I guess he's, what is he, 11 in the world right now, apparently. And don't laugh, that wasn't a joke. Um, 11 in the world that never wins a second or third round match. No, he's into the third round at least. Um, So he played Bambury, and I'm telling you, the level was... A terrifically awful. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous error after ridiculous error. It was double faulting on, you know, game point. Yeah. Missing an easy return on break point. It was getting broken, breaking back, getting yeah. broken, broke. It was just, and yelling at yourself as if you don't expect this. I don't know why you don't. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Again, he can hit. He can hit a huge forehand. Right. He can, and has a big serve at times. He can hit a big serve, but he can't do it consistently. Don't you feel like he's a little bit the American version of Curios, except dramatically less talented? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's a little bit more on the scale of like, you know, not as explosive as a player or personality wise. Right. But I feel like meaning not consistently living up to his potential. <sighs> I mean, it sounds like he's living up to 11 in the world, he's, but he's the not world. made a Grand Slam semi. Well, and on top of that, like I said, the level of play can't be... I mean, and again, he hasn't been on the tour as long as Federer and Nadal have. All mm-hmm. right, you know what I mean? He hasn't played as many tour-level matches as those guys. But damn, you're 11 <laughs> in the world, man. Right, that you should, should, it should be an easy... First two rounds should, should be something. easy. It should mean something. You're not just who you beat, because I don't. But your level, right. what the game looks like, should not look like. It shouldn't look that bad, right? And like when you see Isner play, even when he was top ten, he didn't look amazing, but he always had the serve. So right. then you could understand, okay, right. he can beat anybody because the serve is on, right? But I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think one You're of the wrong. reasons this tournament depresses us is that we don't care if Americans all lose at the French or at you know Monte Carlo or. On clay, and even to some extent, you know, on grass. But to me, these are the tournaments that Americans used to dominate. Right. I mean, every year you would have two or three Americans in the quarters, semis, and now it's like if we got one in the quarters, it's an achievement. It's a shit show. Uh, it's so it's terrible. Like Isner was playing today against an unseated player and barely winning. So well, listen, just, I'm bummed for American tennis for sure, and part of the reason for this podcast. But I think it has metastasized, and I think 
tennis overall, as I, we, I've said a billion times, that it's weaker overall. Right. Um, Delpo is a wrist away from having been right in the mix with, right. or whatever other injuries he's had, being right in the mix with the big four. And unfortunately, we didn't. Now, if there were, if there were five or six more players at that level of depth, right. then him being injured wouldn't have kind of yeah. stuck out like a sore thumb. But you know, so but now he's feeling pretty good, I guess. Seems to be, and he's chugging along. I mean, he beat Nishikori easily. Now again, he he's st- kind of coming back and working his life out. He and but. Stan have been the only two over the last ten years that could actually beat the Big Four. Right. In an important match. Right. So you're talking about two guys that have challenged the Big Four really at all. Consistently, at least. I mean, Nishikori, I guess, would be in that category when he was healthy, too. He's probably beaten, has a lot of wins over those guys. Yeah. Yep. And, and again, he hasn't played as long as Delpo. So, yeah, so that's kind of the story for me of the men's is just Fetters out, so now what? Yeah, it makes me wonder. So Dimitrov's down and said he could be out by the time we're done recording. Um, <laughs> Tiafo did have a really nice win. He looked good. He's about the only American that anybody seems to be excited about for the next five to six years. Yeah, so the powerhouse Jeremy Chardy has yeah. defeated Grigor Dimitrov. So he's already out, yeah. yeah so trade set loss. Yeah, so third world. Round. Yep. Yep. So it's, I mean, but again. But it's like you said, that's not even surprising. No, it's not. And when a top five player in the world loses, that should be a surprise. Well, in, yeah, in the third round. Yeah. Yep, of a 128 draw. Right. It should be. With the guy who's not even ranked, I don't think, in the top 50, maybe top 80. I think he said, I think he played Federer last week, and I thought they said he was his like career low ranking of like in the 90s or something. Since like, yeah. Yeah, since in 10 years or something. So, I mean, you know, whatever, any day somebody can play, but I just don't feel confident that any of these guys, everybody says Verev and team, and I'm like, what have they done to make you think that they can – you know, take over for these other guys. Especially in a three out of five format. We just need to cancel the podcast. <laughs> or just do a women's tennis podcast. Yeah. We could do that. We could just stop talking about men's tennis altogether. Well, and we could say the torches pass there, and then Halep and Wozniacki both lose early in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. But again, I think uh, I think we both kind of have a sense that on the women's side, it's all right for the higher quote unquote higher ranked players to lose because women's tennis is deeper. Right. The quality goes deeper. Yeah, and Halep lost to a former Wimbledon finalist and and um Wozniacki lost to a Olympic gold medalist. So it's not like they lost to nobody. Right. They didn't lose to Chardy or uh, <laughs> um and they probably wouldn't to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it it yeah, it it's it's pretty depressing on the men. I mean and you know March Madness going on. Everybody talks about how you don't want, you wouldn't want to see a 15 seed and a 12 seed in the final, right? You know, right. you want to see a 15 seed and a one seed. You don't mind seeing every now and again the 16 upset the one, right? Once, yeah. And now, by the way, do you know why I'm glad that happened? I'm not so a Virginia we can stop fan. About it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but now they're just going to change it. It's only happened once right. in the history. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what number do they have to get to to not bring it up ever again? Yeah. Five, if it happens five times? <laughs> I mean, I think you won't hear about it as much just because it was this year. But yeah, if it goes like five more years without happening again, then we'll be back it'll to it. It's only happened once, once in the last in the 70 years or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's, it is funny you say that. Well, and by the way, you know, Wozniacki did win the first set 6-0. I turned the TV yeah. off. I was like, oh, she's going to roll. I Yeah, I watched, actually. I actually left it on 
not really with the intent to watch it. Right. And then the second set got kind of interesting, and I was like, hmm. And then, you know, she lost the second. I was like, oh, geez, here we go. I thought Puig was going to kill her. <laughs> Another pun. What do I mean by that pun? <laughs> what did you hear? Yeah, I guess she posted online that uh, her, the fans were, not only were they just disrupting her game, which is what I thought she was whining about, um, but apparently they were making threats to her and her family is what she posted. Uh-oh. And and she said that nobody, security umpire, none of them, nobody did anything about it. Yeah, because there's a conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, to me, she's reached the level of when you complain every match, your complaints don't mean anything. Right. And even if this was a valid complaint, it just doesn't, it's Hold. not going to seem like it. Right. Well, there's a lot of seeds missing on the women. But like <laughs> I said, I, I, do, I do believe that to some degree it's because of the depth. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, at some point, I guess we would have to just say, okay, now it looks like the men's too. But I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet. I mean, I don't want the resurgence of American women's tennis to be a myth. You know right. what I mean? Because yeah. it seems, seems to be there. Well, and the good thing about them is they they have the quantity where there's always a woman, you know, an American woman in the quarters. Right. Because, and Not be, count Serena because she's right. going to be in the finals. It might be eight different women, eight tournaments in a row, but there's always going to be somebody. Right. Whereas the American men, you're cut, you're down to three guys, and if those three guys lose, you know, Isner, Sock, and Query, and if any of those three guys lose, <laughs> you've got nobody. I mean, oh, in the Lord. French, we will not have a guy in the in the fourth round. There's no chance. Right. Uh, Ooh, I can't see anybody. I can't wait to the French so we can start gambling <laughs> on that. I can't gamble, but if I could. I don't think anybody would take that bet. Right. So, um, so anyway, and so, for instance, Azarenka obviously is not – she doesn't count as right. an unseated player, even though she's unseated, because – Obviously, her history. And she wasn't out. I mean, she's been out dealing with something crazy. Yeah, this, not, her, not because of injuries. Right. Um, not you know, this with her, time, anyway. Her, yeah, her custody issue and all that, which is crazy. And I don't even know what's going on with it. But it, I don't I, know the latest. Yeah, I don't know any of it. I just know she couldn't leave California because of custody stuff. Um, or she couldn't leave with her child, right. obviously, which obviously she, now she's going to stay in. But, you know, but... I'm not making a judgment on on that situation in and of itself. I'm just saying, regardless of you know, even if she's perfectly 100% in the right, or if she's 100% wrong, either way, it's got to be a miserable situation for her to sort of put that aside, so to speak, yeah, and be able to deal with it and and get back to the level. Uh, hopefully, that she'll continue. Well, and when she plays, she's always contending in the tournament so that's exciting i mean i can't listen to her with the sound up <laughs> um and if that's sexist then you know slap me on the ass and call me mommy because <laughs> i'm sorry uh at some point it's scientific fact that at a certain pitch right the human ear starts to bleed and i think she's <laughs> right on pitch with whatever because See, I, I don't know why that's never bothered me about any of the players. Uh, like, I hear that complaint a lot, but it, I don't know why it never bothers me. Maybe I don't have the TV loud enough, or I just tune it out, or what. It just I, never. I don't know what your deal is, but <laughs> it's 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 awful. I mean, if I watched her and Sherpa play, I think after a while I might. I would kill myself. Think about like turning it off or down or something. But I would I would start coaching golf. But I think I just am so used to it that I don't even doesn't even affect me. Well, people want to yell, and you know, why don't you say it about the men? Because the men do it at a lower, like yeah. range or like a note that's not you know whatever. Well, let me ask you this: another coaching question. I'm going to ask oh, you: God. if you if they made that illegal tomorrow, do you think it would have any impact whatsoever on Maria or Azarenka's mm. game? Mm. 
Hmm. Yeah, on break points. <laughs> well, because Maria gets louder right. on you know more important points. Or but that she, doesn't mean she hits any better. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, that's what I mean. Would she? Would her game be affected? Her the level of her game is what I mean. Um, I I think it would be initially just because she'd be all pissy and have to do something totally yeah. new and have to think about it and stuff. But in terms of the actual mechanics and what it's for and what it means, I mean, she could figure out how to deal with it because ultimately, making noise or not making noise is irrelevant. It's the right. It's the timing mechanism of breathing out when you you know make contact yeah. with the ball. That's what matters. So she could train herself to to do that. Well, but come on, as you said a couple <laughs> weeks ago, they're not going to enforce it. No. And there's a guy at my club who grunts really loudly, and we'll have lessons going on, and he'll be loud. And one, I've seen him before not making a sound. And so I finally asked him one time, I said, hey, you know, how come you weren't making any grunting today? And he said, oh, I could tell that the guy didn't care one way or the other. So he basically <laughs> admitted that he only does it when he knows the other Holy guy is getting annoyed with hell. it. And so it makes you wonder if that's how some of this starts. I mean, obviously now they just do it every time. There's no strategy there. In fact, I would say it's less distracting when you're playing them because you know it's coming. I think, and especially be, if it's rhythmic and it's yeah, you know. But uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I think that probably. I don't know. Maybe it does start like that. But I think it probably more starts for like reasons on your own side, like yeah. to sort of lock you in. You know, if you're kind of having trouble concentrating or. Or whatever, it kind of locks you into getting back to that rhythm with, yeah. the, with the shot. And so, have you ever had anybody on your team do it? Uh, like annoyingly? No, not annoyingly, not annoyingly. But there's definitely, we definitely have some some players. Or I've had some players over the years that make noise. But yeah, I don't think anything is the level of Azarenka. I think it's because I, because they're hitting as hard as they are. I think I accept it. it when I used to, you know, watch and, and coach junior tournaments. I would be really annoyed at the players that hit, you know, 20 miles an hour when they were doing it because I'm like, you're not using that much effort. <laughs> These little pipsqueaks yeah. yelling louder than they could yell ever. <laughs> so that that would annoy me. You know, when pros are doing it, I feel like, you know, you hit that hard, you deserve to make whatever noise you need to. Right. That's funny. Um, and again, uh, that guy, whatever that guy's name is that does it, I, he annoys me too. It just doesn't hurt my ears as much. <laughs> There's so, a few. What's but, his name? Uh, uh, we, we talked about him a week or two ago. Granol Years is a really loud one, but that's not who you mentioned. It was yeah, a different one. Okay. Granol Years got in trouble for it actually once, being really loud. But I, yeah, there's a few that are strange to say the least. Well, I just don't understand why when it goes to the point where it's you're making noise. Like if I hit a serve and right as Federer's about to make contact with it, <laughs> I'm going to lose the point for a hindrance. Right. right. So how come I can hit a ball and grunt? All the way, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm running out of breath. I can't breathe anymore. It's like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> <laughs> and when the ball is all the way on the other side, right. and then I stop, why isn't that a hindrance? Yeah. And the problem is, players only complain about it when they're losing to somebody who's doing that, or it's in a tight spot, you know, in a breaker or something like that, and they do it. And uh, when the officials don't want to go out on that limb and and challenge a player on it, especially when the opponent hasn't complained. Because then it just makes you look like you're doing it. Just, you know, why are you doing it to me and nobody else? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like the footfall fallacy, you know. Yeah. I only call foot faults when I'm serving. Which right. They have to stay here for another. <laughs> no, they don't. They can just go where they right. want. The bottom line is you did foot fault. Yeah. So, stop so what does it matter? 
Holy hell. All right. Well, did we solve anything? No. Well, we'll solve the rest <laughs> of the problems when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. What do I listen? If you don't listen to me, don't listen to me. That's fine. But <laughs> listen to the woman in the middle of the thing. She's got good information. She's telling you, "Hey, go check out our website. Do all that." So listen to her. Um, fab- fabulous voice. Five bucks I paid for that <laughs> voice. I was going to say she sits here every week and just to say that every time. And it's amazing how consistent right. she is. <laughs> it's um, like a Maria Schiff of a grunt. It's just consistently there every yep. every stroke. Yeah, no, it's not. But uh, <laughs> but it sounds good. It sounds professional. But yeah, listen to her for Pete's sakes. We could, could use the traffic to our website. Yeah. So um, any, other, any thoughts on, um, I mean, it's kind of like I said, it's a weird, we can't preview the tournament. No. But we can't talk about it. But it's not, not a grand slam. Even exactly. It's so stupid. Well, I was going to ask, would you rather Del Potro win and then it looks like, hey, we got somebody to be excited about, or would you rather some random you know, guy win and then maybe that carries over to something else? Because hmm. now Federer is obviously not an option. Djokovic not an option at all, not playing. All right, well, how about let me, let me rephrase it. I'm taking your question and not answering <laughs> it by asking my own. Um, if he rolls through the rest of the tournament, is my point proven? About the weakest error and blah, 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 <laughs> which I think we're well past that. I am absolutely correct, and everybody needs to jump the hell on board. 2017-18 is going to go down as one of the weakest periods in the history of tennis, in my opinion. Yeah, so if he rolls through the tournament. Yeah. He just beat and Nishikori. And based on how he played today, he very easily could. Yeah, he beat Nishikori 2-2. Two two. So... He is the only player that's showing, you know, once he's not injured, showing some real promise, and and he can just dictate. Right. Well, I don't can't think of anybody else who could challenge him. Right. I mean, obviously he could lose tomorrow, but I'm just thinking. Right. In terms of form, I don't see anybody else who's in as nearly as good a form as he is. Because there's nobody left in the draw that he can't just. I mean, winning and losing is based on his performance. Right. It's not you know, a battle yeah. of, you know, whatever. If he just, if he's on and he's playing well, he's, you know, he's a bulldozer. He's or, just going to go right through. And you. he played a grinder today who, again, is not at full strength, but he played a grinder and he just rolled over him. Right. He played Federer, who's a, you know, fast, you know, takes the ball early, winner, hitter. So, I mean, what style of play is left that can beat him? Right. I mean, somebody like Nadal, they can really move him off his yeah. spots, hitting his forehand and stuff. But but there's nobody like that in this tournament. No, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. you're talking about style. Right. But, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. So I think that's really more of the question. Do I want Delpo to win? I I don't want him to win two and two right. and two and two and two and two yeah. and two and two and two and three. Right. Because that just, it'll depress me even more about men's tennis. And, you know, again, I go back to the equal prize money uh, issue. Yeah. Guess what? The women deserve higher prize money in this tournament, yeah. even though it's the same tournament, because right. the men suck. No offense, Jack Sock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Watch Jack Sock's going to win the tournament. God, he's going to kick our ass one day. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see an American make her. I mean, 
Shapovalov is in there. I mean, he's somebody that, that maybe could do something. Raonich, if he's on, who knows? Isner, isn't even Isner if he's on, who knows? So I don't remember in the 90s, were we like, this guy is the next Connors? I don't know, because we had so many that when, you know, well, a lot of them were the same, like Sampras right. and Chang and Courier and Agassi, who was kind of in and out with his issues. Yeah. Uh, Todd Martin, they were all kind of contemporary. So it wasn't like that, anybody from that bunch kind of came way later to sort of challenge so well i think the thing was we never needed to look at the next wave because we always had the current wave that's a good point so it's like you didn't care who the next 17 18 you already had the people that were that were on top right so you had connor's McEnroe. you didn't need to look ahead to, to sampras and agassi right you know so it's only in the last 10 years we've had to constantly be looking for the next person right because yeah um both for our entertainment value but also for the health of tennis because it's not just i mean in a lot of areas, if you say, you know, you know, uh, as America goes, so goes the world. That's not true in soccer. Right. It's not true in cricket. Yeah. It's not true in rugby. <laughs> and it's not true in tennis, necessarily. No, tennis hasn't really suffered worldwide popularity without Americans. I don't know, though. Yeah. I really I mean, It's don't. hard to quantify. I, I, when I was at the U.S. Open, there was a guy from uh, the U.K. And I, I don't know if he, I think he was involved with the LTA. I'm not sure. I don't want to say that. Um, and I don't want to say his name because he hasn't given me permission. Bob. No, I'm just kidding. His name's <laughs> not Bob. Um, but, you know, he seemed to indicate that numbers were a bit down in the UK. Now, they're yeah. much, much smaller than we are. Right. Um, and so, uh, and smaller than, you know, China and India. Yeah. You know, a lot of places. But I think 60 million, I think, is what the population of the UK. And it rains all the time. <laughs> and it's cool a yeah, lot right uh so i'm amazed that they've had the success they've had over over the years but it may be more than just the u.s suffering and well i think we've been lucky because we had four huge players from four different countries you know if three of those four were from spain i think that would have ruined a lot of the popularity it's been lucky it's been four guys from like four different areas would have helped if one of them was american but yeah at least you have a four different regions to draw from well, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty USA, you know, myopic right. in a lot of areas. But since I'm involved in tennis, it's an international sport, you, you kind of can't be. Although, like you said, every era we've had some all-time greats. I yeah. mean, Connors and McEnroe are all-time greats. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, go back even further, um, you know, I, I mean. Has take, there been a five-year period where an American player didn't make the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't Not know. that I could imagine. It's coming up. <laughs> no. Jack. Well, no, we got the women. Well, it depends on when Jack Sock retires. <laughs> um, yeah, we got Venus and Serena, so they're they're in there for sure. But uh, but yeah, so I try to look at it from the standpoint of not being you know USA centric, right? Uh, because it is an international sport. But I do think having a force, you know, in the rankings in an American force, I do think it helps right. tennis worldwide, which, you know, and I think economically it does. Cause right. even though our, the percentage of, of dollars spent on tennis is probably um, way less than other countries. We have a lot of people and we have a lot of money. So I think that kind of is what evens it out. So I think the U S does matter in that regard. And we're not like soccer where everybody can thumb our thumb their nose at right. America because they really have no respect for our soccer, nor should they. Yeah. Now, women's soccer they can, but there's different dynamics there. I mean, right. a lot of countries don't let women even play sports. No. 
So it's an unfair, you know, playing field in a lot of ways. But you know, on the on the on the men's side, we you know we're not even the World Cup. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just not good. Um, but in tennis, we've 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 made our bones since the beginning. I mean, back when Davis Cup used to matter. Well, and I feel like we're in some ways turning into Australia because in Australia was dominant in tennis for a long time. They had so many guys, and now for the last since Hewitt, they've really had nobody. And we're basically rotting in here. We're the same era. We're kind of in the same boat. Right. Yeah. Maybe. We have neither of us have had a Grand Slam champion since those two guys. Yeah. But for me, more so than guys that are actually winning, I have an issue with the guys that are on top have just zero personality whatsoever. And now Sanford didn't have a big personality, but I mean, you had guys that did. Yeah, he so, was only one of right. many from all over, not just Americans, but everybody. But if you do one or the other. That's fine. <laughs> if you win, you don't need a personality. Right. If you have a personality and you don't win, that's fine. Like Monfi, everybody loves him. He hasn't won anything ever. Right. But we have neither. We have guys that don't have any personality and they don't win anything. Right. You're talking about America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think apparently a lot of people on Twitter think <laughs> to have, we, they do have a personality trait <laughs> called racism. And I don't yeah. understand. All Every time an American loses, somebody on Twitter is like, yay, so-and-so's out. I'm like, Jesus. I didn't see any of those guys in this tournament. I'm sure they were in it. I know yeah. Tennis Sangren played early. Who? I don't <laughs> but you're probably talking so. about D.Y. or Harrison, but I know I don't think any of those three are still in. No. Um, Sock, of course. I mean, he's <laughs> the best. Uh, but no one has said that about him, have they? I don't think so. No. No. And, and he has the most personality of all of them. Yeah, he's, he's he's fiery and and he gets uh, an opportunity. yeah, I think so. I think so. Little he's you know, a little bit erotic esque, hitting kind of him, personality. Hit, you know, hit like hitting his chest kind of thing, and yeah, and that kind of stuff. And uh, like I said, listen, Jack, Mister Mister Stock, <laughs> we're not uh, we're not anti you, man. Not that you care about our illustrious podcast, but damn it, I don't. It's not him. It's it's not you. It's me. <laughs> Well, let me just say, I did, once again, I've said this before, I picked Jack Sock to be in the top five at the year end of 2020. And last year, I had to had to, had to a bet with someone, and we had to name our top five That's at the end of the year. Long, you play, playing the long game. You open the <laughs> well, guy. It's not like, even money. I just asked the question, oh, and we had to list ours. And I put Jack Sock as top five in 2020. And Man. I still don't think he's going to be top five, but he, he's the closest of some of the ones. Nishikori was one of my other ones. So d- so you mean by 2020, not No, in whatever the year-end ranking is in 2020, oh. I listed what my top five are going to be. So if he, he creep, crept into the top five right now, it doesn't count no, for No, that doesn't help me. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> please, 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 reinforcements out there. But my thinking was Federer and all are gone. You know, Djokovic I thought would be gone, which he still could still be. Still might be. And so Murray would be the only one left, and then you know Zverev, Team Nishikori, and Sock. So you were hedging your bets that I was right that this is the weakest era in yeah. the history of <laughs> men's tennis. That's pretty good, but but yes, he hasn't. It's weird. I felt like he overperformed for a while, and now he's kind of gone back to what we really thought he was. Right. So we've got uh, Query, Sock, Isner, Tiafo, Tiafo. I was oh, still left in the tournament. How mean. do you say his name? Tiafo or Tiafo? Stevie Johnson. Oh, we have, we, have, we have a lot of guys, and Isner was playing earlier. Hopefully, he didn't lose already. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. Um, but like you said, it's so early in the tournament is, that is a meaningful. Can, can we count Roundich? I mean, it's Canada. They're <laughs> and pretty Shavavala, much all of Then we got to count both. Uh, Donaldson, Isner. Yeah, so we have a lot. 
But we also had a lot in the tournament. Yeah, because it's in our backyard. Right. Um, Isner. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that's what I mean about don't you feel like you us not doing well in this tournament is the biggest indictment on American tennis because you know we get all the wild cards. You know, we have the most opportunity of any country to do well in this tournament. Nope, Donaldson's out. <laughs> Isner beat Eugenie. Okay, there you go. So he's still in. And we got Venus Williams. He's not on the men's side, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, Keys lost. Vandeway lost. Yeah, but you know, it's funny because I have zero, zero panic in my, you know, in my head about the women going out. You right. know, and, and have, I just don't. I feel yeah. much, much better about uh, their chances. Um, well, what's funny in the women's, I feel like if you made the quarterfinals of every tournament in the year, you'd be number one in the world. Yeah. Whereas with Federer, right. he wins every time. So, I mean, a guy who made the quarters of every term of the men's probably wouldn't even be in the top five because it's the same guys going deep in every term they play. Right. So, I mean, like, I feel like for us, if an American woman goes to quarters, we're like, hey, that's pretty good. That's a good tournament. So, would you say, on a sort of different note, so would you say that uh, as a podcast, we're talking more about tennis because we're men's tennis because we are bitching about it? That's <laughs> the opposite of being sexist, right. isn't it? I mean, because I feel like ah, women's is in a good place. Yeah, we don't need to, like, nothing yeah, needs to change. It's it, going in the right direction. So, and again, I, you know, people, you know, if you if you turn on the, you know, the the March Madness. Right. And you just, in the, in the DirecTV little guide on the bottom just says college basketball, and you click on it, and it's the women's. You're like, oh, and then you got to, <laughs> right. where's that Michigan game? Yeah. Damn it. And, and you try to find the men's. Well, that's not the case with the women's in no. any way. It's not in general in tennis, I think. I think it's one of the few sports where I think they really are really close to each other in terms right. of, of quality of product. But, I, you know, depending on the matchup, I, I turn it on a men's match. I'm like, oh, where's BN? Right. Let's go to, yeah. you know, 620 um, on the women's side. So I don't think we're talking about men's tennis overly because we like it better. No. It's just we hate it more. It well, sucks. And I think, like you said, to me, the women's tour right now has about five to eight unanswered questions that I want to see answered, meaning like, you know, how Wozniacki, who's going to be number one? How's Serena going to do when she comes back? How's Maria going to do when she comes back? How about this? So Maria's out. Serena's, you know, in but out. Right. Azarenka's back. Maria, you know, whatever. And it's like all those coming back, it's like, put it this way, it's like being in the AFC championship game with a bunch of injuries, and they're all coming back right. for the Super Bowl. Right. You're like, holy hell, it's even yeah. better than it was before. So, Whereas the, the men, you have no idea when they're coming back. And I am i don't care. that they, Nothing's nothing's going to be helped. Right. It's just, oh, okay, so now Federer's not winning it because he's out, or right. Nadal's not winning it because he's out. Right. Now he's in. He's going to win it. <laughs> Done. Okay, yeah. got it. No problem. And so on the women's side, it's, Wow, look at all these matches. Holy hell, Azarenka's back. Ah, all right. hollering. And, <laughs> you know, and Serena, listen, I mean, I, I am giving her a wide berth, no, uh, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, because, again, I mean, she had a lot of, apparently, again, this is all Twitter, so I don't know right. if this is correct or not, but, you know, she had complications, et cetera. And damn it, it's not the same as a regular injury. And furthermore, by the way, related to that, something I meant to talk about or bring up earlier, but it just reminded me. There is a lot of hullabaloo on tennis Twitter about the maternity leave rule. Oh, that's going to change for sure after this. Should year. it? Should she be the one seed? 
Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's true. It's How do not you do tough. That? She shouldn't. She's <laughs> losing every, you know. Right. No, she shouldn't be the one seat for sure. She shouldn't be seated at all. But yeah, if you, well, here's what I would say to that. I would say that it shouldn't, let me put it this way. You shouldn't be disallowed into a tournament hey, listen, because of maternity Social leave. justice warriors are listening. Watch, <laughs> watch her. That's why I'm thinking very carefully. Yeah, exactly. Sound it out. No, but what I'm saying is, let's say, let's just put it in someone else that's number 60 in the world. They get pregnant, have a baby. They're out for a year and a half. They're, they have no ranking. The difference is that person can no longer get in tournaments. Right. I think you should at least be able to have your ranking good enough to get in, in the tournament you would have got in so before. Prote- yeah. But, well, not, but not necessarily. If you were number one, you shouldn't stay number one. You should just be allowed in that tournament. And I don't think that's what they're talking about. But the bottom line is is you should have a crack at you know the main draw. Right. But, that's what I mean. But this, to me, again, we've talked about this in terms of giving her a wide berth because this is not like a normal foot injury yeah. or shoulder that you can just attack that one thing and say, hey, you know, do this treatment, right. do these exercises, strengthen, you know, recover, inject this, you know, illegal drug if you're a sheriff of <laughs> um, and get ready and get <laughs> – I've turned on her. Yeah, apparently. Um, and so it's different. This is a comprehensive, you know um, – you know, uh, whatever, not an injury, but a comprehensive yeah. something. You're the English major. Give me words. <laughs> um, I think that was a good word. That was good. Yeah. So it's it's more of a comprehensive, um, you know, uh, problem. Problem issue. or issue. I, I'm trying to be careful because <laughs> no baby is a problem, yeah, exactly. you know, but it's like, but yeah, it's a comprehensive issue you're looking at. And, you, and so you just have to work your way back and hopefully she'll get back into form. But the bottom line is she is not – just because we're seeing her play her sister right. early doesn't mean she doesn't need to be playing her sister early. No. I mean, she's not to her level. Well, and the reason that it's not an issue for Serena is because Serena could play tournaments for the next 10 years and she's going to get in every tournament she wants to play right. as a wild card. Whereas if it happens to number you know 50 in the world, right. she they need a rule in place for that person right? more so than you know the superstar. But I think – I do think injuries are different than pregnancy, and you don't want to punish somebody for having a baby. Right. But at the same time, you know, damn, they still have to be able to play. You know, I mean, they still have to be able to. Yeah. And oh yeah, she. I mean, she's no. She's. I think she's one and two since she got came back. Or right. Maybe, maybe two and two, but she has not been anywhere near the level she was before. And I even said something about man, I, I can't believe she didn't come back like Federer did. And then somebody said she wasn't injured. She had a baby. She was out for a year and a half. You know, that was not the same thing. Whereas Federer just had an injury and stayed off the tour and he was still able to train and do everything. Right. And that def, well, he's way different because yeah. rest was really the main thing he needed, which yeah. he was getting by not being there. Whereas what most people need is, you know, playing time, which they're not getting if they're injured. And, and again, pregnancy is different. It right. is totally different. And I think you're exactly right. It's, you shouldn't punish somebody for having a baby by having them not in the tournament. Right. And that should be the only sort of threshold. Yeah. And if you happen to be the greatest player in the history of the game, then too bad. That that rule doesn't benefit you because you're in the tournament anyway. Right, exactly. And your, your seating should be and your ranking should be, you know, what it should be based on your level. Well, and when you think about it, the predicted ranking is kind of dumb anyway in that if you're number one in the world and you've got an eight-month injury, when you come back, I'm sorry, you're not number one in the world. Right. Um, so 
I think that should probably apply to every situation, not just well. The only fraternity. reason, the only reason that you're wrong in that would be Serena only, right? Because she's so far and away above yeah, everybody at her peak, her. at her yeah. peak. And so, your average everyday Wozniacki or somebody um, or Hollop, right? You know, is one. They're out for six months. They're not going to be the best because right. they were barely number one. Or you know, they're battling for number but one. But if you don't keep them at their ranking, then how do you determine what they come back as? That's the problem. You drop them, yeah. you know, five spots every month or, you know, start them at 32, make them the 32 seed or 16 seed or, you know, that's the, that's how I don't know how they would determine. Well, it. yeah. And how do you turn, there is no good way to find out either because right. you're, you're doing seedings based on, well, really they just do it based on rankings, but yeah, it's a false, it's a false number. Right. It's a false number. So I'm, I'm all for, you know, something happening, but let's not just flip our shit and be like. He's got to be the one seed. Right. She had a baby, damn it. It's yeah. not, don't punish women for being women or some whatever nonsense is going on out there. Um, because as you, I mean, based on her results, where, what seed is she? Yeah. Serena, top five seed well, right now. And my that. favorite, they always talk about like how terrible that was for Serena. Well, how about Osaka had to play Serena and Svitolina like the first two <laughs> matches? Right. I mean, she just won Indian Wells and she's playing two of the top five players in the world. Right. Like, how about she was the one that got screwed, not Serena? So it's it's always funny to me how that they only talk about, you know, like when Halep played Sharapova. Oh my gosh, it was terrible that Halep had to play her first right. round. Well, how about Sharapova had to play the number one player in the world the first round? Well, yeah, listen, she was a drug addict, so <laughs> she earned yeah, it. No one, no one apologized. But to yeah, her. yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're sexist and anti whatever and whatever. But I, you still. But it's funny because I'm not anti woman. Why? Because you're only talking about a rule for one woman. Right. I'm talking about the other 127 or yeah. whatever 95 because yeah. 96 draw i'm talking about the fairness for the other 95 right so how i'm an anti-woman i'm more pro-woman than you are with just thinking about one player right uh, and how many women have babies and go off the tour that are active tour players right. not a lot no it's not happening that often yeah so it really is a fairness issue like you said for the players in it um in the draw trying to trying to make everything the way, you know, as close to possible as how it should be, what the reality is, regardless of what somebody's past history is, et cetera, et cetera, and et cetera. Well, and you forgot to mention, oh, on another note, the announcement that we had yesterday, you you alluded to it a little bit. What is that? After Federer's uh, loss. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so, basically, nobody has to tune in until after the French Open. <laughs> yeah, because, so uh, we've lost all the fans of the number one player in the world for the next three months. Well, here's what's funny. He's going to be number one by the end. You brought up a good point. We were talking on the phone. so terrible. That, you know, will bring up your point. I mean, so right now. He just lost his number one ranking. Just lost his number one ranking. To someone who's not in the tournament. Nadal. Right. Nadal. And so Nadal last year won three of the four clay court tournaments before the French. But he's going to win them again, right? La uh, well, Dissima and all would, that, right? Um, he would have on. to win at least three out of four again, or he's going to lose the number one ranking to, again, someone who's not on the tour right now, Federer. Who's going to sit out for however many, however long that is to the French, over it's a month. Three months. It's about three months. Yeah. It's not until June. So, right. So he's not going to touch a racket. Yeah, and he's going to be our number one player in tennis. <laughs> He's going to be in. I mean, and that's what's so that's we, the problem I have. When we started this podcast, you didn't like very much at all when I said the weakest <laughs> man. man, man, man. And now that's you true. cannot get away from it. No. I'm a visionary. You should not be able to be number one in the world and not play. <laughs> for three months. Right. It's insane. 
It's insane. They almost need a rule that I mean, that's another rule we might have to come up with is to be be to be ranked. You have to play one tournament a month. Well, if we if they continue to listen to the pod, well, here's what we need to do. We'll do this in the off season probably when we got no tennis to talk about. <laughs> is we need to just go ahead and put out our calendar, right? And put out the mandatory events. You have to play a certain amount of each grouping. Yeah. The the first hard court, so the Australian Open right. series. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta do. <laughs> the Clay Court French Open Series, huh? A city? Yeah. I think city is French for series. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were talking to your iPhone. Yeah. Uh, and then the eight-minute grass season, right. whatever. We, uh, You know, I want to m- make it bigger, but who does? Yeah, that's not And then happen. the U.S. Open Series and, you know, have mandatory. And if you don't play, you get zero points. Yeah. It's just like missing a quiz in school. <laughs> you get nothing. Yeah, but kind of like we applied that rule to Serena, there's not a tournament in the world for the next 10 years that's not going to let Federer play. So even if he, if, if he skips, I mean, unless you just say he's literally ineligible for the tournament, he has no, to No, no, no. Right, right, right. But you would get penalized ranking-wise yeah. or something. So then he might be, because right now I don't know what they could do to make him play clay. I mean, he said that even if Nadal, Nadal doesn't play, he's still not going to play. Wow. Which makes no sense to me, but, you know, whatever. Well, I think he knows that he's not going to win. right. But I mean, who's going to beat him if Nadal doesn't? Randoms. <laughs> a bunch of rando clay know. quarters. I mean. Well, he lost to Kakanakis or whatever his name true. is. Well, that's so, true. I mean. Maybe. He doesn't want to risk injury and waste the effort. And he's. I don't blame him. You can't blame him for doing what worked last year. I was mad he did it last year. Right. I just think there's no way they're going to make him play. But I just said in any other sport, if Tom Brady or LeBron or Steph Curry or somebody said, you know, I'm not going to play for this month. Right. But they're still. But the teams are still playing. So. Yeah. You know, like the old, the old, you know, argument in NFL is, listen, if the Colts go thirteen and zero, and then the last two weeks, you know, they, you know, so they're like thirteen and one or twelve and two, and nobody else behind them can catch them. That's true. And they sit out players, but they still have to play the games. Right. Whereas Federer is out. It's yeah, like, but I think here's the comparison. Let's say that it was the Colts playing the Browns, which would never happen, but in the first round of the playoffs. And Peyton Manning said, you know, our team's good enough. We're going to beat the Browns. I'm going to sit out this week because it's a big turn. He's sitting out the French Open. If he right. sits out, you know, Monte Carlo or Rome, that's different. But he's sitting out the one of the four biggest things you have all year. Which he puts a lot of stock into. Right. And, I mean, it's that's really players. bad for tennis for that many people to be watching and him not be playing by right. choice. Right. I wish he'd just made up a fake injury and been not, that would have been that would have made me feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I twisted my ankle in the shower. You know, sir, I can't play for the next right. months. Hurt my back picking up my eighteen sets of twins. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it is more like the Colts sitting Peyton Manning because the Browns are awful. Yeah, wow, how are the Browns going to be in the playoffs? <laughs> that's what I'm that's saying. Really it would never happen. Alternate reality. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's like sitting out a playoff game. I mean, he, the difference is you're obviously not letting anybody else down when you sit out. In fact, you're making everybody else giving everybody else a better chance. Yeah. So, uh, it yeah, is, I have a but you know what? But here's the thing. It's the old saying is you play who they put in front of you and you play based on what the rules are and he can stay number one and not touch a racket for three months. It's not his fault. I was going to say, I mean, it's we not, have to put the blame on the other players. Yeah, they suck. For not challenging him enough. Yeah, I mean, he's eight million points ahead. Well, that's what I was saying. If Del Potro were to win this... And he makes some decent clay court. I mean, he could be, by the end of the year, in the conversation for number one. Because that's 2,000 points in two weeks he would have. That would make it a hell of a lot more. That right there is why I want him to win. Right, for me sure. too. For sure. Because so. then Federer, maybe by, I mean, because Federer played a tournament a few weeks ago just to get the number one ranking, so he does care about it. 
you know, he played that random tournament. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he, he's not the year end number one yet, which right. is what really matters. Pete Sampras six years in a row. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I guess. And I know you don't put any stock in his six hundred weeks at number one. He's gonna have when he's done compared to <laughs> number one for nineteen years. <laughs> played 10 tournaments a year for 19 years he's got a losing record how are you number one in the world for 19 years and or uh and you have a losing record against four people right shit no i mean he he i don't know has he passed San Francisco weeks at number one i'm sure he has uh probably um, i would think so but again when you have nobody to play against as you would say so matter you know again sorry women you don't suck at tennis <laughs> enough and the yeah. men's tour is garbage except for jack sock um so it's depressing, man. Yeah. It's depressing. And I do think you're going to see a dip and the women are going to have to carry the game for a while. The upside is the upside is is men's tennis and women's tennis are relatively equal in value right. in terms of the actual games themselves. And so you want to talk about equal prize money? I don't. The right. women should make a fortune for the next two or three years. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Until Shapovalov and, you know, some of the other other ones that are a bit younger than right. the younger, you know, and the, so they start really coming Chum. on. Yeah, exactly. But how many people right now, like you said, are tuning in be- to watch Serena, to watch Venus, knowing that they're not going to see them that many more times? Yeah, that's true. I mean, at the French, nobody's watching. I mean, there's nobody that I'm excited to watch at the French if Federer and all don't play. On the men's side? Right. Right. Whereas yeah. in the women's, I'm going to want to see all those ladies battle it out and right. Serena's come back and Venus is possibly last French who knows right so I agree with you oh god I hate being right <laughs> especially when it's for a depressing reason yeah. damn it damn it damn it damn we're it. gonna have to turn our focus to doubles in the men's right <laughs> apparently we're <laughs> dominant men's doubles oh man all right on that depressing note yes so I guess next week we'll wrap up Miami and start talking about clay which yeah, we're uh, celebrate Isner's big win in Miami. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, wait, let's make a pick. We haven't done. Wait that a minute. While. I was going to make a, a prediction. Oh, okay. There you go. Or a what if? If Isner wins Miami, <laughs> do we cancel the podcast? <laughs> no, we got to celebrate. That's oh a celebration. God. Yeah, because the podcast has succeeded. Yeah, he's our we flag put, bearer. We put American tennis, men's tennis, back on the map. Um, I'll make a prediction. There's going to be an American in the semifinals. How about that? Del Potro is going to roll <laughs> through the rest of this draw. I, I, I think that's very and, likely. And but I'm going to say one American is going to break out in the semis. Which one? Uh, I would say probably Query, but I don't I haven't seen the draw. Well, and he should have confidence because he's gone far in tournaments right. before. So um, fast court. Hey, I'm going to stay true to my word, and I'm picking Sock to be the American <laughs> that goes the, the deepest. deepest in this tournament. And uh, so he's going to win one more, and everybody else is going to lose the next <laughs> round. Exactly. And then he'll, somebody, one, he'll pay Del Potro, and he'll beat him two and two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I do like that. I do like Del Potro pushing, pushing, pushing why he could. I mean, because he's the one guy that we, uh, is going to take advantage of the absence of all these people. Yeah. And if he can win, holy hell, what if he won the French? Holy <laughs> hell. Well, and for 2018, Djokovic and Murray are out of the conversation because they're just not going to play enough. Yeah, so I the think only so. people that can be in the conversation with Ferrer at all is probably Del Potro, unless somebody else wins the French unexpectedly. Which could happen. Yeah, you got these dirt ballers that can play. What if What if Ferrer came out of nowhere? I mean, yeah. how? What a more ideal. Oh, that would be amazing. I feel more comfortable about Burdick, 
Del, you know, Delpo or um, SK. No, he's, he's too old. He's Sanga. Oh man, I don't it's know. It's from that list has gotten a lot shorter. It has because they've fallen off. I mean, Chillich, Chillich, not on clay, but yeah, but maybe on clay. Why not? Yeah. If they're gone, who? Yeah. We don't even know. We but don't even. But you're saying you feel better about those than the next level of teams of taking advantage of this empty, empty time. See, I've been saying that for two years, but they just haven't done it. Yeah, Chillich has been the only one that's. Right, but Federer's been here. So now with the clay, they're all out. Well, it depends on how, you know, I mean, who knows? If I mean, Nadal didn't play the French, that tournament would actually be really interesting. Remember how awful it was last year? But even if he did, we don't know what he's all about right now. A broke down ass dude. Yeah, but I think he can win even even at 50%. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, last year, did he lose a set? I'm not uh, sure he lost a set. I don't think he did. Golly. It was one of his most dominant ever, and he wasn't even healthy. that healthy coming in. God damn and it he all. played every tournament. All these in. records are just a fraud. <laughs> he the greatest Quillet Clark No, he's not. I still pick. I still pick the king of French. Uh, the French is Guga. Would you? Oh, Guga. Guga. Okay, I thought you were say Borg. No, Guga. Just because he drew a heart, and then Djokovic <laughs> stole it. What a jerk! <laughs> Apparently, he asked permission. No. Anyway, we're not on clay yet. No. We're still dealing with Miami. So I am picking and want Delpo to roll. Now, I would love now, that. now that we've talked about it, because I want somebody to be able to take advantage of this yeah. on purpose, right? Not fall into the victory. Oh, 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 chipped over. Oh, oh, there's a Masters title. Son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, he's in the finals and he's played no seated players. <laughs> um, so yes, that would be because Del Potro's already beaten quality players and he's got a few more rounds to go. Right. By the way, uh, before we close out, uh, you got anything else? Of course no. you don't. Um, Wickmeyer watch. <laughs> she still has not returned uh to following i know you were all waiting with bated breath to well hear. listen i got a lot of input um on how how this should go and what what would you know hey just follow her back oh people people have actually uh and it didn't work you yeah it didn't work i followed her back and it didn't work so what i'm going to do is unfollow her and then follow her and if it doesn't work unfollow follow unfollow yeah, just, there's nothing creepy about that at no, all no not at all not at all so I'm sure she listens to the pod, so she just, listen, come on, dude. I think that's like having Tinder and downloading it and swiping and then nothing happening and you delete it and download it again and swipe. Oh, is that what you have to do? <laughs> I'm married, sir. I don't right. know what this Tinder nonsense is. <laughs> Tennis Tinder. There you go. All right, so uh, nothing else. I think we uh, got into some good stuff. No, again, men's tennis yeah, is awful. We'll have American. a lot of women's tennis to talk about next week, hopefully. I hope so. And you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to mention, just mention Delpo dominating if right. he does. If he doesn't win it, I'm not talking about the men. <laughs> we're not talking about the men. Okay. Unless something ridiculous happens. Unless an American does something or. No. If, all right, if an American wins it yeah. by some random, if on the way over to the tournament, <laughs> Delpo gets hit by a truck. Right. An American wins it. Then we'll talk about that. But outside of that, if Delpo doesn't w- win it, we're not talking about it. And even if he does, we're hey. Good tournament, Delpo. Right. And that's it. And then we're talking all women all the time. So tune in, get your BN, get your tennis channel eight and everything else, and your plus <laughs> and your minus and and uh and get it going. So all right. Well, don't forget everybody out there, go to the website like the woman in the middle of the podcast tells you to do, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com. You can find all our stuff there. Contact for our Facebook fan page, for our Twitter for our Instagram, who is 100 completely unused. Not one picture has been taken or posted on Instagram. I'm not 100% sure what Instagram's for. Yeah. Um, 
So I think I can make your face into a dog face. I think that's <laughs> the main... Without doing anything different. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it, ladies. Let me tell you something. This fellow right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's taken, so he's married. Are you still married? I am. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all Instagram's for. So you can check out and follow our Instagram. I don't know what that means for you. Um, Send us pictures. We'll put them up on can Instagram. You, do you do... Is that how that works? Well, no. You're supposed to put your own stuff oh, up. Oh, I but, see. But since we have none, people can put stuff up recommend so stuff for us can you follow people on instagram like you do on twitter is that yes, how that works that's what most people I that's see. a big deal to get like followers on instagram people pay to get followers on instagram because that's i don't know if you make money based on how many followers you have or what how it works but we're sounding really you know, old right now you know what i need for that for what you just told me the sound bite on my computer i need <laughs> and this is called this is a call back here to the beginning of the show i need the the uh from Ace Ventura, the laser. There you go. Paying for Instagram <laughs> followers, I guess. Um, so, anywho, follow Instagram by all means. I don't even know what the Instagram account is, to yeah. be honest with you. So, so if you find it, that you earned it. If you find it, I might take a picture or something. <laughs> that, that didn't sound right either. <laughs> uh, so, one Cut zero, that. yeah, one zero S R E V at Tennis Rev for Twitter. Uh, I don't post anything. But you can follow us, and I'll follow you, and who knows what will happen. Come on, Yanina. Yeah, you have conversations on there. Well, I I don't anymore. And you post podcast links, right? I think I do, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I don't like – there's not going to be a puppy meme or right. something on right. it. It's just literally just the app, and you can click the link and yeah. listen to it or whatever instead of downloading it, apparently. So get out there <laughs> and, and subscribe and download, damn it. Um, we can get on something soon. Spot. No, what was it? I can't remember. But we're not on it yet. So SoundCloud. I'm not gonna, is it? Was that what it was? I you think would, it is. Yeah, you talked about that a while back. Yeah. So I still haven't done it yet. I don't know how. So, but that'll be coming <laughs> soon. Um, so we'll have more listeners from that. So, all right. Well, once again, everybody out there, thanks for joining the revolution. And until next time, bye, bye, guys. And, you know, follow me. Bye.